Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. Californians bracing for another round of rain starting tomorrow. All the rain from this past week flooding vineyards like this one in Sonoma County. At least 17 people are dead so far. Austin Public Health says the COVID-19 Omicron subvariant XBB 1.5 is now in our area. It says the subvariant contains more mutations capable of evading immunity. The subvariant makes up more than 27% of cases nationwide and is continuing to spread. Friday the 13th could be your lucky night. Mega Millions is now up to $1.3 billion. So far, there are no jackpot winners. The next drawing is scheduled for tomorrow. The cash option could be just over $700 million. There is a new report taking a detailed look at one of the most problematic water facilities in Austin. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Morning everyone, I'm Sally Ifnandis. The outside audit from UT Center for Water and the Environment outlines more than 50 problems and it focuses on one plant in particular, that's the Ulrich plant. Normally this facility is capable of serving customers, but in the last few emergencies we've seen, the report found some overarching problems. KXAN's Tahara Rahman dug into the more than 200-page audit. About a year ago, business at the Blind Pig was shaken up. Drink guns were unusable. We just taped them down, didn't use them, and brought in all canned and bottled water. So was the ice. An employee at Austin's Ulrich water plant made a mistake, resulting in a citywide boil water notice lasting about three days. Just a major hassle and putting people at risk and all because of human error. Woody says dozens of these businesses had to scramble last February. So city council members commission the University of Texas to conduct an audit of Austin water to figure out how to make sure that doesn't happen again. There was a lot of organization and structure changes that need to happen. The report says the highest priority is staffing. Ulrich Water Treatment Plant, where four out of five emergencies have happened, is 30% understaffed, and many employees also don't have a lot of experience. Improve our HR, make sure that we have standard operating procedures and training. Another big problem, poor communication between operating shifts as well as between workers and managers. It all put Woody in hot water, trying to keep his customers safe. Thanks, y'all be safe. Rahman, KXAN News. One of the report's recommendations is for Austin Water to team up with other groups to develop a pipeline for new workers. The utility has already started working on 20 of those suggestions. Councilmember Ultra says we're supposed to hear more from them at a public meeting next month. 4.31 is the time this morning, and you can expect a big change in the weather, right? Exactly, so yeah, the cold front has pushed through, so our temperatures will tumble, our winds are going to come up, you know the cedar is going to be a problem today. Let me show you what's going on outside now, because our Palms Car Wash camera there in northwest Austin showing uh, smooth conditions on 183. We actually have a good amount of clear skies up top too, not quite as cloudy or foggy as what we had yesterday morning. Radar is not going to show us anything impressive today. We are going to stay dry all day long. Temperatures this morning are in the 50s and 60s. 
don't get too comfortable because the cooler air is going to continue to fill in today and these temperatures will get cooler as we approach sunrise, maybe even a little bit beyond that. And this afternoon, totally different ballgame than what we've had recently as far as those high temperatures go. We're already starting to see that cooler air creep in across our northwest counties down by six degrees in San Saba. Relatively warmer for now here in Austin, but again, it's just a waiting game as that cooler air comes down from the north. Our temperatures will come down and they're not going to rebound today. So we're looking at highs only in the mid 60s underneath that mainly sunny and dry sky. The winds, they're going to be a problem today. Pretty wicked winds to show you in your future cast here. Colder mornings on tap too. Those overnight lows warranting jackets here as we get into the start of the weekend. And of course, big weekend. We've got MLK weekend this weekend. How it looks for us. I've got those details coming up for you in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. You could still see cancellations and delays at airports today. Airlines are trying to catch up after the Federal Aviation Administration's system-wide failure yesterday. The FAA outage now being blamed on a corrupted file. It affected both the primary and backup systems of the notice to air emission system. The major disruption raises questions about the state of technology at the FAA. And it comes as Congress is preparing to reauthorize FAA legislation that sets the agency's course for the next few years. If we need to, make some improvements, make some funding increases so that it can improve the system. Money has been thrown at the problem and the problem seems to get worse. We're going to own it, we're going to understand it, and we're going to make very clear what's needed in order to fix it. The system that went down sends pilots vital information needed to fly, including runway closures. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said the FAA communication system that failed is routinely updated and upgraded. Now, the FAA is already in the process of trying to modernize the system to manage air traffic. And right now, the traffic flow management system doesn't even really support newer technology. And the FAA says the system is difficult and expensive to maintain. The administration is right now tabulating surveys about its plan to revamp the whole thing, but those results will not be out until the summer. Amid all these airline cancellations, you want to make sure you know your rights. If your flight is canceled, you are entitled to a refund. If your flight's delayed, you can contact the airline and ask whether you qualify for money back. Although in this instance, the Department of Transportation might say it does not qualify. If you feel you are entitled to a refund, though, talk with the airline or ticket agent. More documents discovered by President Biden's aides. What does the law say about it? And we are talking with the superintendent of Round Rock ISD about his plans for improving the district. Good morning, a live look outside. That is the Palms Car Wash camera early this morning. We appreciate you joining us here on KXAN News today. The Department of Justice is reviewing another batch of classified documents discovered by President Joe Biden's aides. They found them at a second undisclosed location. This is separate from that first batch found by the president's lawyers. Those turned up at a D.C. office Biden was using after serving as vice president. Federal law prohibits knowingly removing classified material and then keeping it at an unauthorized location. The president says that he is fully cooperating with the Justice Department. A watchdog group says the IRS is in much better shape ahead of the new tax filing season. The IRS saying it hired 5,000 customer service representatives all are trained in taxpayer rights and technical account management issues. 
New report shows just how much the additional staff helped the agency chip away at a mountain of unprocessed returns. So listen to this, the IRS started 2022 with a backlog of 4.7 million returns and 3.6 million amended returns. A lot of returns. By late December, the agency got down to about 400,000 unprocessed individual returns and it had less than a million and a half amendment, amended returns. Still ahead, how a possible case of road rage ended up with a woman dead in South Austin. Another warning about fentanyl, the common item among teens that it could be inside of now. A wild one at Moody Center as the Longhorns look to do something they had not done in a decade. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning, everyone. On this Thursday, January the 12th, a live look outside from our camera over at the Palms Car Wash to get your day started. Now, we continue our talks with local superintendents for you about their goals for the spring semester. And up today is the superintendent of Round Rock ISD. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez talked with him about what's in the works for student health, staffing shortages, and safety. Dr. Hafed Azaiz says so far the spring semester for Round Rock ISD is healthier despite the continued threat of COVID-19 and an uptick in flu cases. Last school year, I don't know if you remember, we are one of the few school districts who actually uh, offered virtual school for the entire semester. Um, and then, as I said, you know, the second semester, we thought we, everything was behind us. And then we saw that increase in, in the cases and with the real variant. So it's, it's exciting to see everybody back. He says recruiting efforts by admins have filled almost all of the district's vacancies, despite a tough few years of teachers leaving the field. Uh, pretty much to 90, over 95% staff, which is a really, really good number. We want to be in there and that, that there are higher, obviously, closer to 100%. Dr. Azaiz says school security is still a top priority for Round Rock ISD. While some plans are not ready to reveal just yet, he says the district has applied for several grants. Those would be used to improve physical safety and mental health on campus. But really we want to emphasize more than ever the mental uh, health that uh, our students uh, and our staff need, the support that they need. So we're working on, on providing those for them, resources for them. Class is back in session, but so is the Texas legislature. Dr. Azaiz says he hopes lawmakers will secure better pay for teachers and ease the widespread teacher shortage. They work so hard and we need to make sure that they are uh, well uh, compensated for their effort. Um, you know, so uh, definitely increasing maybe um, the basic all uh, allocation by another thousand dollar. In Round Rock, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. Dr. Azaiz also says the district is educating students about the dangers of fentanyl. A preliminary awareness campaign is already underway. The district planning to team up with local law enforcement agencies to come and talk with individual classes. Good, and to find out more about that interview with Mercedes and the rest of our superintendent series, go to KXAN.com. Okay, there's going to be another place for you and your family to go have fun. This is the rendering, and it's just a short drive away in North Texas. That's cool. Universal Studios wants to add Texas to its list of theme park locations around the globe. Yesterday, the city of Frisco announced the deal for a new, smaller Universal Park. It's a planned family-focused resort for those with younger children. I'm excited to be here, excited to be in Frisco. You have a fantastic town. It's vibrant, it's full of energy, and it's full of young families, which make it a perfect place 
uh, to do what we're doing. Universal and Frisco are not pay saying how much the park and resort is going to cost. It's unclear right now, though, and it's going to open. But like Universal's bigger parks in L.A. and Orlando, it will feature characters from its slate of films. Digging deeper on this, Super Nintendo World opens up at Universal Studios Hollywood next month. That's on February 17th. It is the first Nintendo theme land in the U.S. After the company opened one in Japan, Universal Studios Japan. It is immersing guests into the video game franchise. <laughs> you know, we already you know, we had already reported on that, but with this this new one up in Frisco, they're saying yeah. about 97 acres with a 300 a hotel. <laughs> Uh, 300 room hotel room. That's supposed to be a smaller version yeah, than the one you the see in Orlando and LA. That's crazy. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? You've got theme parks on both ends of the lower 48. You might as well put one in the middle for those, you know, who, who can't make That's it right. to California, That's Florida. That's right. I'm, I'm hoping that Disney is next in oh, terms boy. of coming to Tesla. <laughs> well, that we'll would be see. amazing. We will see. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because we do have quiet weather across the state. There's the cold front that moved through late last night into the early morning hours. It is gone and it's not coming back. We are now in its wake. The cooler temperatures and the wind are going to fill in through the day. So our clouds and radar are not showing us anything exciting and it won't today. As far as what the currents look like, 64 degrees. Look at our humidity dropping like a rock here and this is going to continue to stay on the low side. We are done with the mugginess for now. The north northwest winds, they're just now starting to pick up. So it's about 5 to 10 miles per hour in most locations at the moment, but do expect those winds to get much stronger. We're in the 50 50s and 60s aerial wide temperatures will cool down here over the next several hours and we're only likely to see those 60s uh, through the later part of the afternoon and that's it. No 70s, no 80s. This is going to be much more seasonal, uh, seasonable day, but I will tell you these 60s are a good 15, 20 degrees cooler than what we've felt recently. So it's going to be a noticeable drop underneath that mainly sunny sky. Humidity, not something I'm worried about today nor tomorrow, but we do start to see the south winds come back Sunday into Monday. That not only brings the humidity up, but it also marks the start of our next warming trend. So the winds, let's talk about these winds coming out of the north-northwest through the entire day today. Look at your wind gusts by 10 a.m., gusting 30 to up to 40 miles per hour today. This is going to hang with us all through the afternoon, still gusting 25 to 30 for the later part of the afternoon and evening. Eventually this evening, is when those winds start to calm down overnight, 5 to 10 miles per hour. High fire danger, I'm worried about it today, friends. We've got very high fire danger outlined in that peach color. The beige is more of a high fire danger. Bottom line, this covers up all of Central Texas, so we cannot afford any sort of mistake when it comes to open flame activity, so please hold off on those for today. Now, skywise, we're going to see a mix of sun and clouds today. Plenty of sunshine for your Friday, Saturday too, mainly sunny, but the clouds will return by the time we hit Sunday. Seven day forecast temperatures in the 60s today, tomorrow and the next winds are highest today. Winds will come back on Sunday. So if you've got those weekend plans, I'm thinking yes, Sunday will be warmer, but you're going to be fighting a lot of wind if you've got outside activities planned. Then you'll notice MLK Day keeping an eye on a 10% chance of an isolated shower favoring our extreme eastern counties. So Fayette and Bastrop County, that 10% is for you. You'll notice a better chance of rain arrives middle of next week with our next Pacific cold front. We'll start with a 30% chance of storms and showers and the cooler temperatures will follow later next week. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Last time Texas played TCU, it was at the Big 12 tournament. They led by 20 in the first half, 
and lost the game. Last night at Moody Center, TCU jumped out to an 18-point first-half lead. Xavier corked the slam. Horns hadn't come back from that big a deficit since 2013, but Rodney Terry's club settled in in the second half. Dylan DeSue, the cut, the bucket, the foul. It's a two-point game, and then it kind of went back and forth. TCU up two. Marcus Carr heats up in the second half. Four-plus to go. He ties it at 69, and then... Tied up at 69. Mike Miles Jr., preseason player of the year, knocks down the jumper only to have the Horns answer again to Sue. Cutting, he had 14, tied at 71. TCU up two. Timmy Allen, great move down on the block. He had 17, tied inside of two minutes to go. Then still tied in Marcus Carr. First three of the game was a huge one. Texas up by three with under a minute to go. But back come the Horn Frogs. Emmanuel Miller, the bucket and the foul, but he misses the free throw. So Texas with the ball and a one-point lead. Carr misses the jumper, but the long rebound in Serge Jabari Rice, right place, right time, hit two free throws. He hit eight of nine from the line. Horns fouled TCU up three. They never got a chance to tie it up. What a comeback win for this club and Rodney Terry. They win it 79-75. Longhorns improved to 3-1 in Big 12 play. They get a win over a ranked team. And now they're back at Moody Center on Saturday night when they take on Texas Tech. Back to you. Good one. Okay, Roger, thank you. After his heart stopped on the football field in Cincinnati, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin is finally out of the hospital. The team announced the news on social media yesterday. His doctors say they are confident that he can continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Bills. Austin, police need your help finding a driver they say shot a woman killed her in a possible case of road rage. This was last Friday night. Officers found Elizabeth Lopez with a gunshot wound in her car. She was in the car on Stasny Lane at an apartment complex between Congress Avenue and I-35. Detectives believe someone shot her in an apparent road rage incident. Police say the shooter left in a light colored sedan. If you know anything about this case, please call police. Hayes County is now home to one of the state's largest areas of wilderness, open space, and water quality protection lands. It's after leaders partnered with the organization and developer. They're making sure that more than a thousand acres of land remains untouched in the San Marcos area. Cake San Saral Sheikh explains why they did that and the future plans for the area. Nature. It's what Kate and Greg Schnauz enjoy most about the hill country. Places like the Purgatory Creek, a natural area. I love coming here and looking at the diversity of, of uh, plant plant life um, through the different seasons. Great wildlife out here too. I saw a fox one day and I saw uh, a doe and a buck. And now more of this land will remain untouched. La Cima, a housing developer, owns this more than 1,000 acre piece of land outlined in red. So there are caves sinkholes, cracks, fissures, all sorts of ways in which the water makes its way directly down into the aquifer with no filtration. This is an extremely sensitive property. Frank Davis with the nonprofit Hill Country Conservancy says the developer came to them proposing the land to be a conservation easement. They're basically saying right now we're making the choice for the future to ensure that this land is protected forever. If it changes ownership, that conservation easement remains in place. Now expanding the combined area of protected land to 3,200 acres. Davis says while it'll take some time, the idea is to incorporate trails throughout. It brings comfort to the schnauzes knowing there are efforts to preserve the natural beauty in the area. Go up and you know touch a tree, smell a flower. 
that uh, feeds our soul, I, I believe. It's, it's so vital. Sarah Olshah, KXAN News. There are efforts to bring in even more trails to the county. It's in the process of figuring out how to spend the $75 million parks and open space bond that it passed back in 2020. That money is meant to help establish parks, open spaces, and conservation lands throughout Hayes County. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.